You are the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. And also, I love the saying that not only are you the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with, but you are the sum of the five nervous systems that you spend the most time with. For the upcoming sacred hunting trip that I'm organizing with Monsel Denton out in Austin, Texas, February 29th through March 3rd, I just recently got some dope news. None other than Mike Bloodsoe is gonna be one of the hunting guides on this trip. Mike has been one of the past guests on the Path podcast. He's one of the OGs of Barbell Shrugged. He ran the strong coach that I was a part of for some time. And he's just one of my favorite human beings in the world. And so as we drop in on this experience for these days, we're gonna be going through a sweat lodge, of course, we got the hunting experience. There's rituals spread all throughout. Amonsa will be guiding a very intentional plant medicine experience on this hunt. And the gentlemen that are coming, one of which is Mike Bledsoe, are just top notch. So I'm so pumped. I'm so excited. If you want to join us, go ahead and click the link in the show notes. You can hop on a call with Monso, find out more details. And once again, this is happening February 29th through March 3rd, and it will definitely be an experience for the men not to miss. Welcome to the Path Podcast. I'm Mike Salemi. I believe that uncharted trails make the best life stories. So take a deep breath, put one foot in front of the other, and trust the ground under your feet. Join me in discussions on health, performance, business, leadership, and spiritual self-mastery because these topics are windows into how well each of us have learned to trust our own path. Let's go. As we are now kicking off 2024, the theme in the Salemi Casa has been visioning or vision casting. And we haven't just been doing this in these initial days. We actually started this a few weeks ago. And it's one of the most enjoyable and fun things that Lauren and I get to do together. And as we were in this visioning process or are in this visioning process, a part of that is reflecting on the past months, on the past year, or even the past years. And really doing an honest assessment of what's working well, where do you want to improve, and getting more specific in terms of your relationship with your intimate partner, if you have one, your professional life, your relationship to yourself, your health, looking at the vision for your life as a holistic entity or a holistic structure, and really doing that honest assessment so that as you move forward into 2024, um, you can take those things into account. And even the subtle things in terms of, let's just say you reach some great professional goal. However, the way that you accomplished it just didn't feel good. Like you were working way more hours than you wanted to, or you had to sacrifice certain things that now in 2024, you want to do it slightly differently. So this is a beautiful time to vision, to set the tone moving forward. And what I wanted to do is explore the concept of having a dream team. You know, again, having the structure of a vision and, and Lauren and I, again, are, are doing it right now. We're focused really in this moment on the professional level. Uh, we will be going into the home, family, relationship, and it's all intertwined because uh, we're both entrepreneurs and we both work at home and we both care for Luca. So for us, at least in our family, it's all very well connected, but we're really creating some solid structure on the business side so that we can move into 2024 and the next three years and our 10-year goals and really do so as a family and as a unit and feeling amazing in the process. And so, but one key component to that, and I just want to focus on that for today's episode 
is this concept of having a dream team so that irregardless of what goal you set or what you're going after or how you want to go after it, really doing an honest assessment of this concept of the dream team, I feel will support anything that you're going after in 2024. So the concept of a dream team, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. However, I was first, I first came across this term via Paul Check in one of his uh, holistic lifestyle coaching courses. It was in, I think, HLC level two. He was presenting, this was years ago, uh, I think well over 10 years ago. So he was presenting at that time. And really, it was through the context of making more sound decisions in our life. And so the way that he had described it and he describes it is you have three types of decisions with anything that you're going to make in life. You have the optimal decision, the suboptimal, and then a third decision, which I'll share in a moment. So the optimal decision, regardless of whatever problem you're being faced or whatever challenge, is the one that is not only optimal or best for you, but also takes into account the other members on your dream team. Option number two is suboptimal. And so that may be something, a decision that is good for you, but not necessarily in consideration of the other members on the dream team or doesn't support everybody moving forward. And then decision three is sometimes you need to pause or wait or not make a decision because you need more information, for example, to move forward uh, soundly and then in, in the proper way. So sometimes no decision in that given moment is the best thing that you can do. So that's where I at first kind of came across this concept of the dream team, but I absolutely love it because as I've gotten more, um, as my business has grown, as it's evolved, I've really seen this play out um, much, much, much deeper. So the first thing, I'm going to give you a few different maybe exercises or activities that you can explore this. And so I would just say step number one is just checking in with yourself and feeling into who are the people or relationships in your life that come up just instinctually and intuitively without much thought and so if you were to write dream team at the top of a paper, who comes up? List maybe the top five to 10 people that you know without a shadow of a doubt, this person's on my dream team. And then we're going to clarify that. I'm going to give you some other questions. But go ahead, if you need to, pause the podcast and just write down, these are the people I would consider a part of my dream team that are assets in my life and that really support me and I support them. It's mutually, it's a two-way street of relationship. They are on my dream team. Now, as you clarify that and you just do this initial exercise, recognize that when it comes to a dream team, you may have different dream teams. Like maybe in your professional life, you have a specific group of members or core members that you would consider a part of that, that dream team. Maybe in your personal life, you have someone else. Uh, or maybe in some other aspect of your life, there's another team. But there's probably going to be some overlap. So for example, Lauren is on every single dream team I have. She's such an integral part of my life. And you know, you, I'm sure you've heard this before. You are the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. And also, I love the saying that not only are you the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with, but you are the sum of the five nervous systems that you spend the most time with. So if you're around people that you feel like like elevate your energy, that that rise you up, that that increase your energy, that lift you up, if those are the people, high-vibing people, your nervous system is going to feel that, it is going to absorb that, both at a conscious, unconscious level, it's going to be in the system. And also when you're around certain people and you notice yourself like just 
being around negative people or people that you just feel suck energy out of you that really um, are a drain to the nervous system or like dull, then your nervous system is going to reflect that in some way, shape, or form, you know, especially for the people that you spend the most time around. And so now, as you look at that list of who's on your dream team, I want you just to reflect on how you feel when you're in their presence. Does it feel enlivening and exciting or clarifying? And I'm not saying, you know, one of the key things about a dream team is it's not all, uh, ideally, they should not all or most all of them should not be, any of them should just be yes men. People that just give you, tell you what you want to hear. Sometimes the best people on this team are the ones, hopefully, that give it to you straight, that give you honest, heart-centered feedback and help you illuminate those blind spots. Because every single person on that team is going to bring some set of skills, some set of value, some set of assets that hopefully nourish you in ways that that you're lacking. And Lauren and I are reading this book right now. We're going through a bunch of the exercises in it, and it's called Traction. Two people recommended it to me regular, uh, recently. And so as we're going through it, they said something that I super resonate with. And they were talking about as you're building your professional team, uh, which is something I'm growing right now, rather than looking at the skill sets or the skills that a potential employee brings or a contractor, whatever, rather than looking at the skills that they bring, look at their core values first. And that hits so home to me. So whether it's me hiring a new VA, for example, a virtual assistant, of course, I'm looking at, you know, does she have project management skills that I need right now? Or does she have these skills? But even before that, actually having some dialogue about what are her core values in life? Because for example, not only my core values as a man, the core values I share with Lauren in a relationship, and also my professional values, there's one that comes up right now that is in every single one of those, and that is integrity. If there is someone on my team that does not have integrity as one of their top core values or their top five values in life and in how they approach their profession, they are not going to be a good fit at all, at all for working with me. And so it was so helpful because as you're looking at these people that you've listed, I want you to reflect and even check in with them, ask them, you know, what would you say? Have you, you know, what are your core values in life? And there's a bunch of free resources. If you or they haven't done core values exercises, if you just type in Martini hierarchy of values, it's a free resource on his website. It's on the homepage. Uh, it'll probably take you like 45 minutes to an hour. And if you haven't done any work around core values, I absolutely love it. Not only will he help you establish through some video guidance and a bunch of prompts to help you establish in real time and actuality with where you're spending your time, energy, money, focus, attention, awareness, what's important to you. What are not only your values, but then what are the hierarchy of values uh, for you, which is really helpful. And so that's something that you can give to these people on your dream team. And I think it would be a really helpful exercise for everybody included so that you can have discussion and really understand what is most important to them? Not what do they believe is most important or they want to be most important, but based off of how they're living their life, in actuality, in reality, what is most important to them? What drives them? And that can be so helpful as you check in with the dream team. So again, the dream team, in my opinion, should be people that, yes, have skills or have the ability to point things out and fill gaps and, and help us balance where, where we may be lacking. But if they don't have similar core values, or especially the ones that are most important to you, then they're probably not going to be a great fit. 
or if, I mean, they may have different values, but they have to at least value, like if integrity wasn't on someone's core values, okay, maybe they filled out the exercise in the way that they did, but I would need to talk to them about that or at least share that with them. And that is absolutely something that I'm going to look for as our relationship grows and evolves. Like, do they execute on their word? Can they follow up? If we have a meeting, for example, do they show up on time? Are they punctual? Do they complete what they say they're going to do? And if not, they ain't going to be on the team very long, uh, let alone my dream team. So they should be people that share in some semblance similar core values that help balance you out. Uh, But then also, as you're not only looking at these members of your dream team that you've established in these different areas of your life, whether it's personal, professional, uh, for example, there's a concept that, uh, I mean, it's very simple, but you can do this as well. Just take out a sheet of paper and break it up into two columns. You have expanders on one side and detractors on the other. And I want you to reflect on who are all the people that you can think of, whether it's family members or close friends, people that are in your life, you know, not to say, and it could be clients too, you know, this would be a great exercise, especially if you have regular clients, but the people that you spend time with uh, and that you're connected to or have a relationship with, you know, evaluate who are the expanders in your life? Who are those people that excite you, that enliven you, that amplify your energy, that teach you something, that make you feel good when you are in that presence, that feel like a mutually beneficial relationship? Are these people also that open doors for you, that you open doors for them? These should be expanders. The name says it. They expand, they amplify, they assist you in your growth and evolution as a human being. And then also write out who are the detractors? Who are the people that you feel like are, um, it's a labor to have a relationship with, that you're con- it feels forced, it feels like an obligation, it feels like a responsibility, it feels like a have to instead of a choose to. Now, we are always in choice. And so just simply by switching that language and recognizing that even those have to's, you're choosing to be in relationship with that person at any level. But for the sake of this exercise, who are those detractors? You know, if the detractor was the symbol for a minus sign and the expanders were a symbol for a plus sign or multiple plus signs, as you look at the people in your life, both personally, professionally, all of that stuff, you can even write down the subtraction or negative sign and then a positive sign by them. And if they're people that you feel are massive expanders, then put a few plus signs, one, two, three, four, five. If there's people that are massive detractors that when you're around them, you feel less motivated, less inspired, you feel uneasy, you feel like, oh man, I just left there and that was fucking work. Put a few minus signs around that and just simply identifying your dream team, getting clarity on their values and having that discussion What are the skills or what do they bring to the relationship? What do you also bring to the relationship is really important. Who are the expanders in your life? Who are the detractors in your life? And to what degree and what level? Just that, just having clarity on that as you take into account your vision for 2024 or your three-year vision or your 10-year vision is going to be so, so important or at least so helpful. And it has been for, for both Lauren and I. Now, I will also say when you're looking at your dream team, one of the things that I've felt is, and and I'm speaking specifically for men, but I believe this is important for men and women, is to have a counsel. You know, for a long time, men, when they had an issue, a challenge, they would bring it to a counsel. So there would be a group of men that they could bring this problem to. 
And this council, they would discuss it and they would uh, brainstorm and hardstorm. And they would basically, for example, if I had an issue with financial issues, I'm having issues with some financial thing going on in my life. And I bring that to the council of men. Now, if, if, if there's six people in this council and five out of six people are saying the same thing, then it's probably true. Like if they're saying, Mike, you're really, um, you're not in integrity with how you uh, spend money um, on luxury items. You're, you're wasting money buying all these fancy things and it's getting out of hand. You're not in integrity with, with what you've laid out in terms of your financial goal, your financial vision, and your financial obligations that you shared with us and that you've shared with Lauren. I'm just using a hypothetical. But if five people say that, then it's probably true. And so we can bring these, these issues and challenges that we simply can't figure out or can't see or keep repeating. We bring them to the council and then they discuss or we discuss. And then what they can do is they can provide different options. They can provide different solutions. They can help us hold ourselves accountable. They can check in on us. They can even connect us to their networks. Uh, maybe they have QuickBooks specialists, or maybe they, you know, they have uh, assets, or maybe one of the people in the, in the council, for example, some financial manager or some accountant, he or she may be able to help you directly with the problem that you have. And so I think it's really important for all of us, especially men, to have a council and likely that council as an entity is a part of your dream team or at least one member in there. Like for example, two people, for sure one, but two people in my men's council are a part that I'm participating in, are a part of my dream team. When I have issues, I oftentimes take it to them. So of course, having a dream team, clarifying the expanders and detractors, but then also, you know, if you don't have a council, I would suggest either starting one or finding one, whether it's a men's group, a women's group, someone that can hold you accountable and can really, again, show you those blind spots and someone, a group that you feel safe about having these discussions. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I love men's work is because what I've seen and experienced time and time and time again, there is just simply conversations that happens when you have a safe container with just men that don't happen in other areas. And that's not to say that our intimate partners, like for example, Lauren, it's not to say she's not amazing and not on my dream team. She absolutely is. But there's just certain things that I enjoy the feedback and what a group of men and what these men can can show me and illuminate for me and I can talk with them and vice versa. There's just, there's, it, it's different. And so that's not to say that, for example, our female partners are not a massive asset in our life. They just don't need to be everything for us, which is why having a team, having a group of different people that help balance you out or show you things that you can't see that, you know, we all have a particular essence. We all have something, some, this light inside of us that we bring into a room that even if we didn't say anything is felt by the other person. And so that is really important because even if you have, for example, someone in your, uh, your dream team or this council that I'm saying that may be saying the same thing as someone, you know, someone else in your life, the way that they say it or the timing or, you know, the, the, the energy behind 
the way that they're saying something might be all the difference. So it's important to recognize that we all have an essence that is uniquely us, that no one can do you better than you. And when you show up in this way, it is felt at a visceral level and it is felt, I would venture to say, at a nervous system level. So going back to you are going to be the sum of the the, the top five nervous systems that you spend the most time around and each one of those nervous systems will help calibrate and will influence you in some subtle or, or not so subtle way. So this is a call to not only establish the dream team, but do you have a council, uh, you know, a group that you can go to to share some of the things that are really on your heart that maybe, uh, you know, uh, an individual you, you want a group to, to bring that to. So again, there is going to be overlap there between the dream team, but I see it as something slightly different. And I mentioned earlier about how, you know, Paul shared with me and his, his students about, you know, when you do, when you make an optimal decision, it's the optimal decision for not just you, but everyone in your dream team. You know, oftentimes, and specifically as men, this is a common theme that now I'm seeing more and more and more, and even recognizing at a subtle way or ways in the past within myself that I've shown up in not the best way. And oftentimes there is a challenge, something comes up, and what many men will say is, uh, I've meditated on it, I've thought about it, I've uh, considered every option, and I've made this decision and it's final. However, what they didn't do is, one, they didn't bring it to a council. Oftentimes, they get different perspectives and, and lenses on things that they can't see. But they oftentimes didn't consider the repercussions of that decision. So even though they may feel very solid in it, they didn't think about how it's going to affect the other people in their life, their intimate partner, uh, their business relationships. And this is a big call for men who want to step up in integrity in relationship, whether it's intimate or professional. When we make decisions, we have to consider the repercussions of those decisions and coming to these big, especially big decisions, whether you're, you're thinking about getting a divorce, buying a new car, buying a new home, something that is going to have repercussions on the people that you spend the most time with and that especially are on your dream team. For me, that's a poor decision. And I'm really doing my best as a man and as a leader to make more decisions and to bring in greater awareness on what are the repercussions of the decisions that I'm making? Uh, not just, you know, of course, first and foremost, on the closest or the smallest concentric ring in my life, which is me, Lauren, and Luca, and then also expanding out to the next concentric ring when I look at the next people or the next layer of dream team how does it affect them? Does it affect them? Because just that intentionality, just that thought process and the consideration I really feel goes so far, one in just the, the health of the relationship, but also in, uh, you know, going back to that expanders point, like it's really helpful because one thing that I've realized is it's been really challenging for me over the years and it's, and it's shifted a lot. It's shifted a lot, but I see this a lot with men as well. But oftentimes it's very hard to ask for help. And we don't really realize that there are so many people in the world, especially on our dream team, that are just aching, aching to help us and support us. And that it's almost a gift for them to support us. But if we don't even open ourselves up to being supported, it'll oftentimes never come. And so you know, it's it's okay to ask for help. And when we bring these challenges or these problems or these decisions to our dream team, once again, one, they can reflect back to us the things that we can't see. But oftentimes they may be able to help us. 
They may even want to help us and it may be a joy. I mean, how often is it, you know, oftentimes when, when we give to others, it nourishes us. That's why it feels so good to, to help the ones that we love because yes, we want to help them, but also it feels amazing. I mean, relationships are about reciprocity. It's about giving and receiving and recognize that when we give, we are also receiving. Some part of us is getting nourished just from the, uh, from the act of just being in relationship with someone else. And so, you know, this is also an invitation to, as you're making decisions or as you're meeting challenges in life, bring them to your dream team, bring them to your council, because you might be surprised just by voicing that it opens the the container for for or it opens the 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 path of what might have seemed like a dead end and then you've got two three four five people on the other side just waiting to be there for you so as you're looking and clarifying and creating structures for your goals this year whatever it is you want to envision and and embody and energize you know clarify who's that who's on that dream team you know, and we started off with with a list of 10 on the dream team. We've done the expanders and detractors. But I would say in at least the personal sense and the professional sense, clarifying now who are the top five, who are the top five people on your dream team that you know are an asset, that you know support you, that you know support them, that you could bring almost anything to them and they would have something of value, even if it's just their presence, even if it's just how they hold space for you. It's not even what they say, but it's who they are that really just feel good to be around. Because not, you know, every single person, once again, is going to bring their own essence and their own values. And just when I think about some of my best friends in life, I almost, I almost couldn't tell you maybe until now or recently, like, why they're my best friends. Like, I don't have this agenda. It's just, I just feel good around them. And when we're together, we just fucking create and we have uh, um, stimulating discussions and we, we feed off each other and we help each other rise up and we call each other out from a loving place when we see something in the other person that we know they need to step up into and we, we offer that or we offer ideas and it always comes from a loving p- place. So clarifying at least those top five and then also reflecting on with that expanders, like who are the people in the relationships that you need to nourish because relationships need to be nourished. They're like, you know, you have, we plant all these seeds, but unless we water the seeds, they're just going to dry out. You know, seeds need sunlight, they need oxygen, they need water, they need nutrients uh, from the soil. And so unless we nurture these relationships and actually reach out to these people and check in on them, or, you know, that's, I've seen my business grow quite a bit just by setting aside time to reach out to people, whether it's past clients uh, and check in on them and just simply care. The relationship aspect, I've been continually surprised at how important it is to nourish relations by checking in and checking up on people and making sure that we're doing our part, especially in the people that we want to continue to develop a relationship with. So whatever goals you got this year, who's the dream team? What are their values? How do, they, how do you feel in their presence? Um, and how can you cultivate a deeper relationship with them? Uh, whether it's you're making decisions or... Um, just the parts of you that want to enjoy life more in their presence and vice versa. I wish you a great day. I hope you're crushing your dreams. Hope you're crushing your goals. Uh, Sending you guys lots and lots and lots of love today. Peace. 
Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow the podcast on Apple and leave a review. It means a lot. We all have a path, and I'd love to hear how this podcast has inspired you in some way to live yours.